All right, it's recording. Good morning, everybody. My name is Mr. Benny Nunley here, and I'm have my uh, co-host with me, Mr. Dallas Wiley, and we're here on our podcast, which is entitled "What Can We Do," which basically is talking about researching and finding plants that can thrive in an urban area, which are the best at producing oxygen. So, um, what do you what do you have to say about that, Dallas? You know, what's some of the things that people think about? You know, some people have a lot of misconceptions, like all trees and plants produce oxygen and do the same thing. And another one is, oh, there's a lot of trees, for example, the ones down the highway. Why, why, why are they not producing enough oxygen? Why, why are they not doing their job? But it's a proven fact that not all plants do the same thing. Well, they kind of do the same thing. It's kind of difficult to explain, but in a nutshell, it's some plants and trees are better for producing oxygen than others. True, true. Like, for example, you know what? First, let's break this down. What What is carbon dioxide? Well, good question there, Dallas. Uh, carbon dioxide, you know, actually for human beings, you know, low concentrations are not very harmful, but higher concentrations can affect the respiratory function and cause excitation followed by depression of the central nervous system. Also, a high concentration can displace oxygen in the air. Well, I know a few people that from that, it kind of messes with them because they have asthma. And I did an interview with them earlier today, so here it goes. Okay, so starting the interview, what are your thoughts on pollution? Well, I have asthma, so like when I have an asthma attack, it, um, the air being polluted doesn't make it any easier for me to breathe. And I like sports, so since the air is not much that clean, it makes me feel I'm like it. I it's harder for me to get my asthma under control. And like plants are dying, um, and we have a long time before we can grow up and make an impact in the future. So I feel like that if the air pollution wasn't here then we would not have like global warming and our ecosystem dying. Okay, what about you? Uh, Air pollution kills plants and I like plants. I like pretty plants. So that's not fair. Alright, thank you all for your time. You're welcome. you know listen to that interview that they brought up a lot of good questions for the fact that we did because that is my little brother and sister and my mother and so we did grow up in the inner city so i was wondering what what, what would you think about you know the inner city how could they kind of help help start the progress but Dallas, I, I think that, you know, also being, you know, an inner city youth at one time in my past, if they're, inter- you know, if they would use plants in their parks, schools, office buildings, and sports venues, you know, anywhere else other than the highways where there's major pedestrian traffic to help displace this carbon dioxide for better oxygen. Mm, well, that's a good thing, but talking about plants, are there, what about the plants that say the livestock eat? Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you that, Dallas, that's a good point you're bringing up. Great question. Um, it's a known fact that to increase sales of livestock in the meat industry, they're injected with GMOs, which causes them to eat more, you know, plants and grass and grow larger to be able to produce more for the population. 
Now, have, you know, you ever noticed how large chickens and steaks and turkeys are? You know, we got Thanksgiving just around the corner, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that might not necessarily tie into what we're talking about, but it kind of does because it shows you that the plants that they eat aren't necessarily too good for producing oxygen. True, true. And so I was just wondering, do you have, like, a say, a quick list of, like, say, five plants that are actually better at producing oxygen? Well, the hell I do. Yeah, they are top five plants for producing oxygen. I got them right here. Uh, one of them is called the Boston fern. You know, the Boston fern plant, you know, makes it easy to add an explosion of green to any room. Their bright fronds do more than just, you know, draw the eye. This fern improves air beyond simply enriching it with oxygen. It is the most effective plant at removing formaldehyde from the air, and these piles of purification will help keep everyone in your home healthy. Mm. So not only is it good for pretty much help producing more oxygen and taking more bad things out of the air, but it's also kind of stylish, so you won't just have an ugly plant laying around. True, it's a very nice looking fern. What about the um, peace lily? The peace lily. Peace lilies have a unique striking white flower that draws the eye. In addition to looking beautiful, peace lilies can improve your home by providing clean, oxygen-rich air. Peace lilies are great at removing air pollutants. NASA research showed that peace lilies effectively remove benzene and trichloroethylene. These two pollutants are common in homes and offices. Oh, okay, but what about, you know, what about snake plant? That, that couldn't be an appealing plant, could it? It's not really an appealing looking plant, but it is very hosp- uh, popular house plant in an asparagus family. It goes by many names, including mother-in-law's tongue and viper's bowstring hemp. There are many varieties of snake plant with unique and beautiful patterns on their leaves. They combine dark green, yellow, and other hues into a beautiful canvas of fresh colors and patterns. Snake plant is very effective at producing oxygen and removing toxins from the air. NASA research shows that the snake plant is effective at removing formaldehyde, trichloroethylene, xylene, and toluene and benzene from the air. These pollutants can all accumulate in enclosed buildings. Snake plant does most of its breathing at night. Keeping this plant in your bedroom will help keep your air fresh all night long. Okay, what about the um, the palms? I mean, we don't live in Florida. This is not tropical weather. That's true, and most of our palms, you know, benefit better in tropical weathers. But the areca palms are very beautiful tropical trees that can liven up any room. Areca palm fronds are broad and elegant and also happen to be great at producing oxygen. In addition, the areca palm absorbs pollutants such as formaldehyde, xylene, and toluene. These beautiful flowers come in many striking colors. The right variety can easily be found to accent any room. Broad green leaves frame their bright blooms. Okay, what about the daisy? I mean, daisy, that sounds like a flower you would just give to like someone you love or something along that line. True, that's true. And everybody's pretty much familiar with the yellow daisy. This one is referred to as the Gerber daisy. Gerber daisies are more than just pretty flowers. They are great at producing oxygen and cleaning the air. A Gerber daisy can remove benzene, formaldehyde, and trichloroethylene from your house. And while everyone, while we just list off a name of plants, it's not going to be an immediate say solution to fixing the air pollution in Atlanta but it's a it's a start to slow it down because it's proven that if humans wasn't on this earth anymore say from this day forward that over years the earth can heal itself and so to say and so this is a start to kind of help take off the pressure away from mother earth and it's not by saying, oh, okay, you got to go buy an electric car or anything along that line. This is to say you still can keep your car, but just throw a few more plants around your house and around the schools and things along that line so we can counterbalance 
the things being produced by your car. And like, say for example, you, my partner Benny here, he has served in the military, so he can tell you from personal experience, he been in some of the major cities that the air from Atlanta and the inner cities and other inner cities, it's different from say, Savannah, Georgia, Florida beaches, or even Germany. So what, what are your so thoughts So true, so true. Uh, so my fellow co-host Dallas here, you know, same from the inner city, grew up here, zone three area as they call it here in Atlanta. And uh, it's a big difference, visible difference and a breathing difference when you're in the inner cities here versus when you drive out to, you know, southern, western, eastern, northern area of Atlanta itself in a different countries. When you're away from major traffic areas, you can notice your breathing is better. You know, you're not coughing as much. You don't feel congested as much. And even the water even tastes better if I dare say go there too. So, like, from the interview we just heard about the two kids having asthma, if they were to, say, move, like, say, close to the beaches and stuff with fresher air, the effects on them wouldn't be as harsh as it is from their part of the inner city. So true, Dallas, so true. Uh, less traffic, less vehicular traffic. You know, most of the areas you just mentioned, you don't have a lot of, you know, auto vehicle traffic, you know, mainly pedestrian traffic. Yeah, but that calls from Atlanta and most of the inner cities being high volumes from where people go to work and things along that line. Oh, yes. Yes, you're true. You're true. But so the message from this podcast today is just get a few plants and try to just help help make it a start. Just start. We got to start somewhere. Even though it may be little now, the long-term effects would be a lot better if we started now. Truth, so Dallas, that's true. all. So we're signing out from my name is Dallas Wiley and my name is Benny Nunley. So we'll see you all guys next time. Peace.